Okay, did you want to do an open? Um, no. I mean, I could. No. I mean, I could. I know. Eh, no. Hi, Cameron. How are Hi, you? Hi, Chad. I'm doing good, you. This opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, I'm doing good. That's good. You had a you had a fun Christmas. Yeah, I did. So the, my brother got me a bass guitar because I had said uh, once or twice that after, as we were watching K-On, I'd be, oh, it'd be cool to play bass guitar like the best character in K-On. Actually, I didn't use it, phrase it like that. But anyways, anime got me into thinking it would be fun to play guitar. He fucking bought me one. He told me he was going to. I didn't quite believe him, and then he did. But So I'm on YouTube and watching tutorials, and I found some really good ones and some really bad ones, and I'm trying to go down the really good one rabbit hole. But the thing I'm noticing is, like, I feel like I'm trying to learn a thing, but I'm starting off, like, with toddler levels, right? Like, my fingers are not used to doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. And it's really hard to build dexterity. Like, as, an, as a 30-year-old adult, typically if I'm trying something new, I have a fundamental idea of, of what I'm doing, right? Like, I have 30 years of experience and skills with mind and body. But in this, I really don't, and so it's just like watching two minutes of a tutorial and being like, we got to spend like the next couple minutes just practicing going from like one to the next, one to the next, one to the next, until I ingrain it, because my hands are not used to being on a fretboard. Also, tiny fucking fingers I have, very difficult. Yeah, you know, it's not an easy thing to pick up. It really isn't, and, and you watch like guitarists on YouTube or, or live at a show, and they make it look so effortless. And I don't know how they how they do that, like, like other than just thousands of hours of practice, right? Well, I mean, yeah. And that that the idea of thousands thousands of hours of practice is super daunting. Yeah, but you can get the basics down. Uh, you can get the basics down and enjoy that, mm -hmm. and then just build on it. Yeah, so that's right now. I'm just like telling myself I'm gonna take it really slow, like. One of the things I was watching today was basically just here's the all the notes in C, how to play them in order. And it's like, okay, let's just do that first. We're gonna learn that and then we'll move on to the next thing. And so oh, hopefully over the weekend I'll get that part down. I can I'll just be able to do, you know, do re mi fa so la ti do kind of thing. Yeah. It's cool though, like just like holding it and being like, I'm holding a guitar. Yeah, it's a good this feeling. Is, this isn't is neat. It? Yeah, this is pretty cool. I I should ask freaking Matt for some pointers because he's a he's a music man. Yeah, get some um, get some really cool like wigs too. Mm, oh sure, and just stand in the mirror. There was um, there's a story because I I watch uh, YouTube stuff about making music and people you know, sound engineers and stuff, and one of them was uh, the guy came in and he was fully dressed for like a live show. It was like an '80s style band, so he had you know sparkly clothes on, long hair, like fingernails painted. And he's like, hey, I need a, I need a mirror in the in the room while I record. And the guy's like, okay, dude, if you're gonna do lines of coke off the mirror, I'm gonna draw a line there. He's like, no, 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 I need to look how cool I am while I sing, or I can't do it. And I think that's funny. Yeah, but you know, sometimes there's kind of an element to that. Yeah, I don't, I don't like totally disagree with it, right? Because you want to. There's a performance when you're recording music. You're trying to embody, you know, the songs or. Uh, in the case of, like, an 80s band, a certain style. And so I can see, like, no, I want to be, like, in character while I record. So it's on the album and it's preserved properly. I know when I go to uh, 
record music. That's something I'm trying to be more actively, like, aware of when I do it, is, like, okay, I'm trying to get, like, a certain tone across, maybe, like, a really low note or something, like, trying to get, like, angry and, you know, hand movements and stuff like that, and and, and maybe screw my face up like I look angry, just because I feel like it adds a little bit more bite to the performance. Um, Whether it's noticeable or not after you, you know, mash it all together and compress it, I don't know, but it's something I'm trying to be aware of because the best singers, the best screamers are, like, really expressive. And when you're just fighting to hit the notes and be on time, you kind of lose some of the expression until you really, like, practice it and, and you get to that next level where it's... you can do it, and so... Oh, there's a, there's always stuff to work on, right? It's it's a it's a neat process, but kind of daunting too. Just all of it. Do you have pants? Yes, I have pants. Like sparkly, like glamour pants. I do not have those. No. So you're not a musician at all. No, I'm not. I'm a I'm an imposter. Okay, that's neat too. I don't know if any of this is entertaining. It's just sort of the stuff that's currently on my mind as I drink. Oh yeah, of course. That's good. Just I think that's the MO of the show. I mean, that's the status quo of the show. Yeah. I don't know what MO means. You know, I don't either. <laughs> I just hear it a lot like that's the MO. That's the MO. What does that mean? It means modus operandum. Oh, there you go. I don't know what those words mean because I'm pretty sure what they mean is like in a literal translation like mode of operation. Someone's habits of working, particularly in the context of business or criminal investigations. Yeah, mode of operating. Huh. But it's what's weird is I hear it. It's one of these things that people will use in weird ways that aren't always correct. Yeah. Um, I was just reading a tweet where someone was... that They're going on this whole rant about, I hate the new Star Wars movie, and oh boy, I can't believe they did this trope, and this blah, and this buzzword. But then they said I was watching this angry review guy, and this and this guy said that he, he referred to Ray and Rose both as MacGuffins. He's not and using that right. Well, he's not. Well, technically, the, a person could be a MacGuffin. Well, yeah, but it, in the in this case, he's not. Okay. So the the tweet was: Does anyone understand what he thinks MacGuffin means? <laughs> like from the context clues like watch this and try to figure out what he's trying to communicate or is he literally just repeating random buzzwords like a learning ai yeah god youtube is so weird right and my my recommendations on youtube are all kinds of fucked up just because i've been watching weird stuff and then like here's guitar tutorials here's this tutorials here's people painting here's reviews on movies and like i don't know it, it's crazy like the amount of stuff you can learn but then so much of the stuff that gets uploaded YouTube is also, like, complete garbage. And it's hard to reconcile, like... It's weird because it also uh, discourages, like, honest work. And it encourages, like, clickbait and oh, useless sure. stuff. So it's becoming such a terrible platform. Like, if I open up YouTube, I get uh, Spectre Sound Studio, who's a recording engineer, Atmospheric Black Metal albums, just whatever they uploaded today, and then... How Invader Zim became a defiant, canceled masterpiece. And then Star Wars, polarizing critics. And then what happens if you commit a crime in space? And it's like, man, there's a, this is a weird, here's weird, five very different things. Yeah, I, I think I talked about it once, but like I fell asleep watching Oni plays. And it, when I woke up, the, the YouTube autoplay was still going. 
and it had settled on like Russian nursery rhymes and then like educational videos about how to count. <laughs> how to count? Yeah. Like literally there'd be like a bear and there's three baskets and then it'll throw the peaches into a basket and, and it says one and then there'd be like an explosion. Okay. And you throw two and there'd be two explosions. Like a fiery explosion. And I thought, okay, this is some sort of like flash cartoon parodying like a child show. Or this is like an Oni bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it. Uh, so I woke up. I'm half awake. I'm trying to watch this like kindergarten programming about exploding fruit. And I'm like, where's the joke? I've been watching this for a while. So I brought up like what the video was. And it was literally just one of those weird, creepy videos that's targeted at kids. Oh, wow. Because YouTube just determined that I was five years old. Well, you were watching Oni plays. Yeah. I'm kidding. I've seen some of those. They're very funny. Well, I mean, they'll <laughs> they'll boot up Minecraft and shriek for a while. <laughs> so if the autoplay is like, do you want to learn colors? And then it plays through the whole color video. I'm like, okay, do you want to learn shapes? Okay, how about numbers? And so I'm like, when I'm three elementary school lessons in, YouTube comes to a conclusion. I just figured out how to like lower the my headset but not my voice through this thing and I'm like, "Oh shit, this is going to be so much easier to edit when I send it to you now." <laughs> Yay. Why did I do this like 8 months ago? Yay. I'm stupid. Yay. <coughs> you okay, buddy? No. Oh no. What else happened today? My dishwasher got fixed. It turns out the the hose they were using had a a backflow prevention on it so it wouldn't drain. Oh. That was a problem, but now it's not a problem, which is cool. That's good. I'm glad they found the problem. Yeah, I'm hoping that was a warranty fix and not something they're going to charge me for. Yeah. I'm sick of spending money, Cameron. It's been a very expensive couple months. Yeah. I can only imagine. How's your cat doing? He's a lot of fun. He's got a lot of energy. I wish he would calm the fuck down. Yay. I uh, I did clip his claws today. I got him, like, uh, calm enough for me to do that, but at a certain point he just started trying to chew on the uh, fingernail clippers I was using. The, the cat ones. I wasn't using human ones. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, he's been fun. Next month he gets fixed, and then his shots, that'll be late January. And so I'm going, oh, cool, I it was, like, probably $150, $200 vet bill. Yay. But he is he's super cute, and I've been having a lot of fun. He's just, like, fun to play with. That's uh, good. Just like throw so much. I we got a new game going where like I got all these cardboard boxes out because I'd moved and I still have some of them. And he'll like go in them and I'll start throwing stuff in them and then he'll like try and bat them out or try to like prevent them from getting in. And that's really fun until he gets bored and just comes and bites me in the foot. And I don't know. He's 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 been a good good companion to have around. Well, that's good. I feel like I wish we would have had a topic. I don't really my. I'm kind of scatterbrained. It's been a really crazy couple weeks. I'm guessing the same for you with the holidays. Well, you know, last week I was doing really good. Uh, Christmas kind of hit hard, like Christmas Day, where a lot of things like hit me all at once, and I'm still processing some of it. Is it like winter blues kind of things, or uh, job, or relationship, family? Like, is, is everybody okay? <laughs> It's oh, it's very good. Um, my brother and his wife have been trying for like three years. Oh, 
and so now they're gonna they're expecting oh good for them and so this is like a like a life-changing thing yeah i'm just i'm trying to hurt my dog's barking at we're gonna lose our bard in D D in a bit aren't we well a, a while out i mean he doesn't talk much anyways so it's like is he really gone I want to make sure I write, like, if anything interesting happens, I want to try to time it out while he's still around. Oh, sure. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, who else is going to be like, I'm going to roll to have you throw me so I can explode? Yeah, I still don't know the logic on some of those decisions you guys make. Oh, man. I'm excited for that to come back. Yeah. But okay, so so that that's a big thing, I suppose, that... That'll make you rethink some some stuff about life, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's weird. <laughs> you know, kind of just uh, reflecting back on this last year, and then the Star Wars movie came out, so I'm kind of like I'm emotional about that because I like sure. Star Wars. So I'm trying to process it. Yeah, I'm. I guess I'm like probably lucky in that I don't like love love star wars right so i haven't even seen the movie yeah. yet and it's just like if i don't like it i'm not going to be too broken up at least there are star wars movies i do like i can always go watch those i mean it's basically just a movie right uh it, it literally it, it, it's interesting to me the way that um it will completely dominate twitter like it's the top trending topic is how awful star wars is or whatever i'm pretty yeah. sure like bad movies come out every week i guess no one talks about them. Right, and that's the thing, though. It's like, this is a really expensive one of those. Yeah, well, I mean, there's other things that are expensive, too, though. I guess Cats was $100 million. Well, that that has a name to it. Um, but let us let me take... Uh, okay, so... Uh, Spies in Disguise came out. What is that? That's a cartoon about a James Bond that turns into a pigeon. Okay, I'm on board for that. That sounds awesome. That got a 54 meta- Metacritic score. That's not terrible for a movie about James Bond, but he turns into a pigeon. So, he, he I'm looking at this movie, it's like, okay, that's middling reviews. So where's the hashtag, not my spies in disguise? Right. You know, like, no one's revolting against the whoever made this. What is this, uh, DreamWorks? Load the damn... Is it Blue Sky Studios? I don't know if fucking thing won't load. I almost hate like with with cats, it's become the uh, the opposite, right? So everyone's trying to have the most. I'm offended. This was dumb. This is stupid. Like reaction. Like there's everyone's trying to one up themselves and, and the next YouTube critic or whatever. Yeah. To the point where it's like how how flowery and crazy can I create this paragraph that says how much discomfort this movie brought me. And I'm like, you know, the movie's weird, and I had to process it, but I actually think I liked it. Like, I had a a fucking blast watching that, even if, like, some of it was, like, this weird cringe reaction where I feel like I'm about to be attacked body and soul. Like, it is it is such a strange thing that exists, and I'm happy it exists, and so to see it, like, being reduced to how angry of a, you know, tweet can I make or, or review can I do, it's like... You're missing the point of just seeing the movie and, 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 and whatnot. You're, now you're turning it into a competition. It's no longer about the movie. It's about you, right? And ah, the internet turns us all into a bunch of fucking narcissists, I say, as I do a podcast. No, it really does. Um, it, it, it was interesting with Star Wars, like, the week it was coming out. Uh, there, there was a, like, 
practically a full cut of the movie that was leaked. And uh, people were, like, live-tweeting their pirated copy. Yeah. And it's like, they're so eager to go, I can't believe that just happened. You guys are going to have to wait till tomorrow. This is the stupidest thing ever. I can't believe it. I, I'll, I'm going to cancel my third showing ticket. I'm only going to go see it twice tomorrow. <laughs> you know John what I mean? Luke. It's like... <laughs> well, there's that, and then... I don't think this movie was ever going to please everybody, right? Just because The Last Jedi was so polarizing. And that people were coming into this one with so many preconceived notions because either they want this thing or they really don't want this thing. And I don't, I just, I don't, having not seen the movie, I don't think it was going to live up to either. You're not going to please 100% of the people. And in this case, it's almost become like a political thing on top of it. And so it's not just the movie's bad, the movie's good. It's also like Democrats are this and Republicans are this because God forbid we can't have a discussion without bringing that up. And I feel bad for J.J. Abrams in a way that he had to, like, like here's your here's the responsibility. Don't disappoint Disney. And it's like, well, sucks to be him. At the same time, he's got more money than recognition than I do, so I guess that's the price of fame. You know, I kind of wonder, um, does he care? I don't know. Because he seems pretty happy about it. Well, um, would he say he isn't happy about it, though, once it turned out? Like, I feel like he's probably contractually obligated to, like, enjoy his thing as as far as public persona goes, right? Yeah. Did you hear that quote where he said, if you like The Force Awakens, you, uh, you have brain damage or something? No. Did he say that? He said, uh, that's not an exact quote. How did he say it? They asked him, what do you think about the critics of Rise of Skywalker? And he said, you know, if you if you don't like the movie or you do like the movie, you're probably right. Because that's your opinion, yeah. And if uh, and and you know when we're looking at the Force Awakens, um, that uh, it was a lot of critique that it was just stuff that we've seen before, and it's true. That's what what it was. We're trying to you know it was like a it was bringing everything back. You know, revisiting old things. Um, and if uh, you know, if you if you didn't like that, I'm sorry. Um, but if you if you love Force Awakens, uh, then you might have uh, brain damage. I don't believe you. Um, he, I don't know. He's a weird guy. I'm still mad at him about lying about the second Star Trek movie where he said, it's not Khan. We're not remaking Khan. And then it was a terrible remake of Khan. Yeah. And that's not cool. That That's a, is Damon Lindelof done stuff like that? Or is that really just the Abrams thing where he's like, he's, cause he got that mystery box, right? I think is what they call it. Where he's trying to create this weird hype about the movie. What's it about? What's it really about? What's it really about? And then, like, everyone already guessed what it's really about because we're not stupid. And we see the trailer, we can put eight of, you know, two and two together. I don't know. I guess my, my frame of reference for, like, people being really upset about this movie is Alien Covenant, right? Where I love all the Alien movies and I love Prometheus a whole hell of a lot. And so I go into this movie expecting a continuation of Prometheus... And then, like, five minutes in, like, oh, we killed Shaw off-screen, we have a new set of characters, we're on a different planet, and all of the engineers are dead. So all the mystery from Prometheus is gone. We're not going to explore that anymore. Instead, we're yes. going to do a haunted house movie with an evil robot. <laughs> oh, jump scares. And uh, taken out of context, or taken, like, by itself, the idea of doing a gothic horror movie with aliens is fucking cool. But it is not what I wanted. I still need to buy that movie just to have it, though, so I can own all the Alien movies. 
Which is a shame on me. I shouldn't do that. That's stupid. I probably will, though. Oh, these stupid... I'm trying to find this quote from J.J. Abrams. And these videos are also, like, clickbaity. And these articles are, like... They're all written, like... So we asked J.J. Abrams something. You won't believe what he said. Click here to see the next page. You click on it, like... And that J.J. Abrams, you know what he said? Oh, we asked them. That's another thing, too, is... Just the way we're delivered reviews and media and stuff. Like, I, I suppose I, I can't go back in time when, like, when Empire came out, what the hype was for that and how that was being treated. Wasn't didn't like the Darth Vader is your father thing get like spoiled in a newspaper headline? I don't know. It it might have. Um, it, it's one of those things where I mean, sequels are bad. Normally, there's a good movie, and then it's like, oh, a second one. Oh, that means they're out of ideas. And so I'm glad that Empire Strikes Back turned out to be a good movie, but it's just weird that we're looking at, like, the 11th Star Wars movie, and people are like, it's not the best thing ever. I'm furious. Well, and that's the other thing, is I feel like the way we're at right now is either really, really good, it's the best, or it's the worst. Like, there's not a lot of middle ground. And I've, I've experienced that just, like, talking about uh, his dark materials with certain people, which is HBO show. And either you think the acting is amazing, or apparently you think it's terrible. And it's like, we both can't be right. I thought it was really, really good, with the exception of maybe a couple of fumbled lines, because they were delivering exposition, which is going to happen. Um, and it's a knock against it, but it's not the end of the world. Versus other people are like, I can't believe people like the acting. This Everyone's so stiff and wooded, and it's horrible. And it's like, are we watching the same thing? Like, you can be upset about... So I, I, I still don't get it. Like, I really don't know how you can see that when you watch that show, but it, it, that's an opinion people have, that it it, it seems to... We've talked about this before, but it applies to a lot of things. Like, it's either you really like it or you really don't, or if you're in the middle, the thing that... And I've had this happen where, like, I don't like the book Ready Player One. It's not the worst book ever, but a lot of people really like it, and it almost makes me hate it because they're just... They're having too much fun, and it's so poorly written, but it's not like the worst thing but also also all of a sudden i want to be like man this is the worst thing ever made just to like counteract and and then now people will notice me in the conversation right and i at least can like understand when i'm doing it and stop pregnant pause i'm sorry i really cannot find this uh I'm frustrated because I, I it, this wasn't like a quote I read. I was listening to the video. And when I heard him say this, I had to rewind it and listen to him say it again. The J.J. Abrams thing? Yeah. Oh, you went and found that? No, I, I can't. Oh. Oh. I want to see a movie that captures, um, like, imagination. Okay. Instead of building on stuff. The, the trailer for that new Pixar movie, which we talked about a bit ago, that looks pretty good. Does it? Yeah, I think so. It looks weird. It looks imaginative. I don't know if it's... I guess I don't know if it'd be good. Take, with Pixar behind it, usually they have a pretty good batting average. Do they now? I feel like their average has, like, been going down recently. <laughs> I guess that kind of depends on what you think of the sequels. Like, I never saw Toy Story 4 because I don't give a shit. I didn't see Incredibles 2 because I heard it wasn't very good, and I'm not one of the people who thinks we needed a sequel to Incredibles, you know? Um, yeah. But this I, isn't a sequel, so I, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful for this one. Yeah, we can hope. I liked Coco. I liked Coco. I liked Brave quite yeah. a bit. The um, Good Dinosaur was fun. 
I it's, like Ratatouille. Ratatouille was good. Inside Out was... What was it? Inside Out? What's the one where she has feelings, but they're in her head and they're personified? Yeah, it's Inside Out. That was fun. It had, it had moments I didn't movie. like. I think we talked about that already. But... Yeah, we did. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm largely still pretty positive on Pixar. Uh, oh, well. What do you think about Star Citizen? I don't know what that is. Okay. Um. I'm going to have to think of something and edit out all these pauses. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I'm not the one who has to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mentioned that, like, I got back into Space Station 13. Oh, yeah, you found, you said you found a Vor-themed Space Station 13 server. I Well, there's multiple servers. I, I knew there's different servers, and they all have different, like, plugins and mods and rule sets and things. Some of them are a lot more user-friendly than others. Really? Uh, yeah, and some of them are also, like, less uh, hostile. Like, this this one that I found, it seems to be, like, geared towards roleplay, so there's less, like, catastrophic events that will come up. Okay. And most of the systems kind of, like, handle themselves. So, like, it's not like the ship will, like, blow up right away. Right. And it gives you more time to just, like... It, it, the intent is to let people talk. But I've been using sure. it as, like, oh, I can actually practice the daggum controls. Uh... It was weird because, <laughs> like, I, I I was assigned the job of gardener. And so I'm wandering the whole space station trying to, like, learn the layout. And I found the garden where there's, there's like, a, a botany room where they grow the vegetables and stuff. But they have a robot in there that's automatically watering and picking all the vegetables. So I, I went in there and I checked on stuff. And it's, like, I realized, oh, this is, like, it's managing itself. So I can I have access to the the machine that processes the vegetables, but I don't actually have to do the work. So it's like, well, I wonder if there's anything else I can do. And I'm walking around, and there wasn't any janitors anywhere. And I walk by the uh, by the med bay, and there's a whole bunch of like blood smears on the floor, because something happened right at the door, and now everybody that walks out of the hospital or the med- medical room, um, they're slipping on the blood <laughs> and sliding into the wall and hurting themselves. <laughs> Oh, nice. So it's like I'll go find I'll I'll find the janitor supplies, and uh and so I'm like cleaning that up, and then I saw somebody walk by and uh they they said something like hey you're not supposed to you're not supposed to wear your ID badge on your head, and apparently my character had their ID badge like stuck to their ear. Okay, so it's like like an earring. Well, yeah. But I just realized, like, wow, this game lets you do some amazing things that you can just, like, stick things where they don't belong, and they still function. Yeah, this seems like a really cool experience, but just the the, 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 amount, of, like, the amount of shock involved as far as, like, what you can do when you have to learn it all, it just, it just doesn't seem like something I want to invest time in, because it seems I would need to do a lot, maybe, to get good at it, good in quotes. Yeah, it's an investment. Um, it's, it's funny, I, I, so I didn't know, I couldn't figure out how to make money, the ATM machine wouldn't take my credit, and it said you have to insert coins, but I could not find anywhere where coins were, Hmm. and my character, uh, was, like, dying of hunger, but I found there was an open, like, uh, like a maintenance shaft, 
And so I just crawled down there, and there were rats. And it's like, oh, I wonder if I can eat the rats. So I'm, like, bludgeoning the rats with my fists and rubbing them on my face because I couldn't figure out how to eat them. And then one of the engineers, like, walked by and saw me doing that, and I turned around towards them. And then they just, like, turned to <laughs> It's like a 180 and got out of there. Nice. And it's like, you know, I like this game. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's, it's a those, hoot. One of those things... Uh, we made it last time you brought up space. this, this game... I, like, the idea of, like, you're a janitor on a spaceship, but I feel like to do that realistically, it would mostly be robots, and so you're not, like, a janitor. You're, like, a programmer, but you program the janiting robots, or the custodial robots. Like, you're not, like, actually moving around with a mop and a bucket because there's a slew of, of robots that just automatically do that. Like, they have those basically already for malls and stuff, these big things that look like fucking droids from Star Wars that just go around and clean. Or like a oversized Roomba, I guess. So yeah, in a space station, you wouldn't have Scruffy the janitor. So I don't know how to do that story, but make it like realistic, but also like the charm of like I'm a janitor on a fucking spaceship. Well, I mean, it it might not always be practical to have like an automated system. I guess it depends on the size of it, right? What well, also depends on the technology. Like you talk about the automated, like the big robots that we have now, compared to like droids from star wars mm-hmm. where the the robots now yeah they'll clean the floors really well but like there's like projectile vomit on the walls yeah that's true they're they're I, it, it sort of depends on the setting i guess whoa cool you getting an amber alert yeah i get it it's not my kid fuck um what was i saying yeah it, you could tell a story it's weird. Um, there was an episode of Star Trek where it, it, are you familiar with Voyager much? Um, not really. That's the one where they were like stranded out in like deep, deep, deep space and they couldn't get home. Okay. So they the doctor was a hologram. It was like a program that's just designed to be on twenty four seven. But he he kind of took on a personality, and so there was an episode where they let the doctor program his own uh like holodeck novels oh because huh. he was like he was getting bored so he was like i just want to be a writer so he was like writing in his free time and he <laughs> it was interesting he he wrote uh it's like an interactive story where you are a medical hologram on a ship that's stranded out in deep 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 space um and the captain is a jerk and the uh, the guy from the science room is a jerk and he basically he he pissed off the crew because he's just like painted them all as like these horrible people that he has to deal with. Nice. And it, it's like that wasn't his intent, but it very clearly came across that way. Um, and it's about him like uprising and, and like earning his freedom and respect. And it's like it's a story, but it's also like I feel uncomfortable since you're our only doctor and we're stranded right. out in the middle of space. Um. But it was it was interesting, and at some point they said, "Hey, you know what? Um, we did say you could write your book. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna send it to Earth, and they're gonna publish it. You got a publishing deal, and uh, and they let him do it. Did they lie and, to him? No, they didn't. And it ends with this interesting shot of uh, it, like it turns out they they made this medical hologram, and it's like standard issue in a bunch of ships. Um, they made a new model." And so they got rid of all the old ones and sent them off to, like, a mining facility. 
which I don't understand the logic because it's a it's a hologram that's designed for medicine. Right. And it's like you have hologram technology, just download a miner app. Why are the doctors mining? Right. But also if hologram technology can physically chip away at this asteroid you're mining, like do something more efficient than a two-armed man. Yeah. Like it was such a weird thing. It, the point of the shot was it shows a bunch of him mining an asteroid. And one of them goes, "Hey, on your next uh, sequence break, uh, you should check out this hollow novel I just read. It was it was very interesting. You might like it." And it was basically his his inspirational story reaching these miners that presumably will uh, uprise and overthrow the mining colony, I guess. Huh. We, we, <laughs> it was, it, it's not great science fiction. I got the point of the story, but it's not... There, there's, like, loopholes in there. Sure. That I don't care for. The idea of, like, practicality is interesting. The movie Interstellar, I like the robot in that. I can't remember what it was called. But the way it moved and, like, could unfold itself and like spin and, and like turn into almost like a wheel and go like that's a really cool robot design that they made feel really plausible just in the way it interacted with its environment versus something like c-3po like why would you have a, why would you build a robot that walks like a human when you could give it well i suppose it's got to go up and down steps though so if you just gave it wheels it, it would be incapable of going up and down steps did I answer it's my weird. own question? I, f- I don't. I feel like there's a, a there's got to be a, a better way than trying to make it walk like that, but maybe not. I think there's something charming to see three PO when you first see him, but then like yeah. in the prequels, you look at the battle droids and they're capable of like walking at human speed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's like C-3PO oh, have... was made by a child though. Well, yeah, but all the protocol droids do that. Oh yeah. And I get the idea of, like, being formal about stuff. And so it's like, you don't need one to run. He's going to walk around politely all the time. You don't need a max speed. But it's like, maybe just give him a couple more degrees of angle on his legs. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't know. Well, then it's like, at one point, freaking R2 starts flying around with a jetpack. And it's just like, how come all the droids don't just have this then? Because it seems like that's way more efficient if you can just give them that. I like BB-8. BB-8 is pretty cool. Cute. Yeah. And he's he's got that like multi-tool functionality built into him. Yeah. But it's also like there's parts of it that make me wonder uh like he he fits into the back of the X-wing kind of like how R2 would. Mm-hmm. But it's like are all these units shaped exactly the same? I would imagine like it, it just something about it Whenever I see moving parts that come together, like machinery or stuff or whatever, like R2-D2 plugs his little thing in, it's like, I'm glad that's at the exact right height and it's the same plug because I can't get my USB-C to fit into the B. Right. You know? It's it's like you're on a completely different planet. I think with something like fitting into the X-Wing or whatever, that, that to me feels like there would be some modular stuff there that you could take out or add to make the droid fit and they just don't show that because it's not interesting to watch and it would probably be kind of a bitch and it's like hey who has the allen wrench i need to you know remove panel a so bb8 can fit oh yeah i mean it it is i'm sure it's modular like you say but it also the fact that it's modular i think about like aircraft 
Mm-hmm. You don't want to tweak a whole lot. Well, no, and, and the like weight is so important when it comes to space travel, right? At least for us. Like if, if something it's weighs too much, the freaking rocket might explode or whatever, not make it out of orbit. And so the idea that you, you're going to want to make the X-Wing as light as possible, right? So it can... F- I don't know, but then they did Star Wars magic, so maybe they don't give a shit. I mean, it is mostly magic, but... Yeah. Did you watch The Mandalorian? No, I don't have uh, Disney+. Plus. Um, are, are you at all interested in that? Not really. So they, they did what I wanted for Star Wars, which is that it made the world feel big. Okay. Um, the, in the finale, there's like one TIE fighter, and it's a threat. You know, yeah. Versus with the with the new movie, like you see in the trailer, there's like a fleet of star destroyers, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess that's where we're at now. And it's not as interesting as this little, sh- you know, it's a little TV show, and there's one Tie Fighter in it, mm-hmm. and that's scary. And there's a part where, like, uh, somebody says, like, I saw I saw them move um move an object with his mind. And someone else is like, I, oh, I think, you know, can his species do that? And someone else said, like, no, it's not his species. I've heard stories of the of these sorcerers that could do that. And it's like they're they're trying to figure out what they just saw. Okay. And it's so refreshing than having every character have encyclopedic knowledge of Jedi secrets. There's something to be said for you. You're, you're used to the established stuff, and then it pulls back to almost like, yeah, like everyone's having a war, but what is what what are like the farmers doing while Luke is destroying the Death Star, right? Because to them, their their daily lives probably aren't going to change that much. And and what, how do they perceive this stuff going on around them? Because they don't have lightsabers or blasters or anything like that. They might have like a standard gun to shoot pests that are getting at their crops. Um, like you said, just like it makes the world feel way more lived in because there's normal people walking about. And not everyone's a goddamn superhero, but also it it turns the stuff you you, re, you be, that becomes mundane into the not mundane anymore, which is neat. Like the idea of like a lone Tie Fighter is a huge problem because it's a fucking spaceship with lasers and it means the Empire's around. Right. I've um I've been rereading a bunch of Drizzt books, and the one I'm on right now is doing something kind of similar to that, where the like the B story right now is some no name town. And this lord of the town falls in love with a peasant woman just at first sight. And wants to marry her. And her problem is that she doesn't love him and really doesn't want to marry him. But her mother's sick and he can afford to have a cleric come in and heal her. And so her family's going, you have to go through with this. It's going to pull us out of the gutter and they can save your mother. And yeah, you're going to be in a loveless marriage for the rest of your life and bear his children. But, you know, there's more to you than... You know, this is more than just you... And we have to you know, deal with this. And I think in the hands of a better writer, it would be a really compelling narrative. But even even still, it's, it's interesting because it's not about killing a shitload of orcs. It's about one person dealing with this relationship. And then, oh, no, she actually got pregnant because she screwed a different person. Now she has to seduce the Lord, so he thinks it's his baby. And, like, that's almost more fun at this point than how many giants can Wolfgar kill or how many, uh, you know magic missiles can so-and-so cast because I've seen enough of the big spectacle battles and I'm getting kind of bored of them and so to have like a completely different kind of narrative and a completely kind of a different kind of drama show up is 
been very refreshing. Sorry if I talk I too th- much. No, no, no. I think that's what I'm missing. Like every movie, it, Marvel's in this problem right now where they they raise the bar to a certain level of escalation mm. where I don't think we're ever going to have Iron Man again. Yeah, because he uh, just that, built a fucking robot suit and he had to kill a bunch of terrorists at one point. Like it wasn't, he wasn't saving the world; he was saving himself, and like that meant a lot. And now you, it's hard to go back to that. Right. I liked Doctor Strange because thematically it was the same, but it had to escalate with like saving the the planet. And it's like ah, <laughs> just well, even with like save Captain... something for the sequel, like. Even with uh, Captain Marvel, right? Like, it couldn't just end with them defeating, like, the four or five uh, bad guy, Kree bad guys on Earth. It was like, no, all of a sudden a Kree war fleet had to show up, and then she blew up, like, three spaceships by just flying through them like Superman. And I hated, I hated the rise in scale there, because up until that point, things felt fairly believable, and I was enjoying it. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, she's so strong that I don't care anymore. Like, she can't be bested, like... She fights Thanos and beats... We we saw that, sure, but, like... I don't know, it just... You went from, like, a 6 to 11 in the span of, like, four minutes, and, and I don't know why. It didn't it didn't add anything to the movie. It was just giant spectacle because it's the end of the movie. Yeah. But her saving, like, the one piece... Those, the, 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 the refugees and, and having the cat and, and... Well, like, like that was a, that was a fine climax like it, it brought everything together it was narratively important like the fighting felt relevant and then it's like oh no she has to blow up a bunch of spaceships too and and we you're right i don't know if marvel's ever going to go back to just small scale shit or if they do it'll be on the tv screen or disney plus now yeah i and i don't i don't know if uh if i'll even enjoy it though like they could come up with a perfect uh squirrel girl pitch and it's like, oh, that'll be fun, and I'll watch it. And it's like, I think I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's a. Uh, I, now, I, granted, I felt that way about Star Wars. I kind of gave up after um, uh, when Last Jedi and Solo were like polling so bad that they canceled other stuff that hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, it's like I, I'm gonna lower my expectations, I guess. And then I'm watching Mandalorian, and it's like, man, I love Star Wars again. I, just, I feel like they don't know what to do with the movies is the problem. And we I think we talked about this last week where it's like Disney feels like they bought The Fast and the Furious and they can just do whatever the fuck they want. And as long as it's big, people will like it. And it's like, no, that's not how Star Wars works. People really like the lore. They like the characters. They like the rules that are in place and they want them to be followed. Because that's now, what makes seen... it feel like Star Wars. Yeah. Have you seen the She-Ra cartoon yet? No, I really want to watch that. I don't have Netflix, though, and... and... So I'll probably have to go to, like, RussianCartoons.ru, but it's American Cartoons or whatever. I have a site bookmarked for shit like that. <laughs> they do such a good job of both working with the source material and respecting the source material, but modernizing it and making it interesting for modern audiences and telling an interesting story. Which, that's a lot to balance. Like, that's really impressive that they pulled it off. Yeah. I know some people might say it's not perfect, and I know some people didn't really like the design at first, but objectively, they did a good job. I see. I've I've only heard really good things about the design work, I, and I've seen screenshots and, and trailers and stuff, and it looks really, really good in motion. Yeah. Um, I think all the designs are pretty good. Uh, a lot of them, 
they they show how thrown together it was in the 80s you know right there wasn't like people weren't inspired to make that show that it was like a marketing thing to sell toys um this is like a thing that i don't even know if they sell toys or not they're they're 100 about the story and it's a uh, it's good but it makes me wonder like could these people maybe work on a star wars thing yeah. You know, can, can Disney buy a couple of these like showrunners and and ask them for pointers or something? I suppose that's an interesting topic. Is like if you could pick a creative team to work on the next Star Wars property, who would you pick? Uh, me, because I'm right and everyone else is wrong. Yay! Go Cameron. Ah, uh, uh, I like the movie. I don't know if I said officially. Um, uh, I liked Rise of Skywalker. I think it it's a little more fun, but it's just like a series of pretty images versus The Last Jedi having like a story that's worth thinking about. Sure. Like Rise of Skywalker, I don't even know what the story was. It's funny. I was watching a bit of a, one of the Michael Bay Transformers movies. I don't know if it was the second or the third, but it had a Sam Witwicky in it. And there's a lot of problems with those movies, but the spectacle is not one of them. Like, the the action scenes in those are fucking fantastic, and they're really cool, and they're super fun, and physics don't goddamn matter a bit, but it's okay, because the building's falling, and they're sliding through it, and there's a giant drill creature thing just going through it, and there's glass shattering, and the sound effects are awesome, and and I don't know if I want Star Wars to, like, devolve to that, but at the same time, I can still appreciate that kind of movie. Well, I think... uh solo was like that where it's like this is going to be stupid I'll, I'll watch it and it's fun but it's also it wasn't called like episode eight part of the important trilogy yeah i i think um if they want to make a star wars movie that's just garbage they could do it and still make people happy they just have to like frame it right so when they're building this up, like this is the end of the nine movie series that you you were raised on. This is your childhood finally coming to purpose and giving you a reason to live so you can watch this movie. It's like don't hype it up like that. Yeah. I'd love to see like a Game of Thrones style, not like a blood and tits, but like politics and intrigue with like the huts on and it doesn't even have to be on like Tatooine. I think that would be really fun. Just Taking, like, a concept everybody recognizes but wasn't really delved into a lot and just turning it into a thing that's its own but it's still set in Star Wars so it expands the universe but not, like, maybe the lore to a point. Like, like it's not the job of the hut. It's just a different fucking hut or something like that, right? Like, Star Wars is such a big thing. You can tell literally any kind of story in it. And I feel like the at the current moment Disney's going, we can only tell this specific type of story and it has to be like the marvel thing right where it's a big action thing with comedy and it's like no no no, to like a i don't know like a fucking romance in it for all i give a shit but it's star wars like you could do that like that would be cool do something different kathleen kennedy said the stupidest fucking thing i've ever heard um they said that one of the challenges of writing these is that they don't have any more like books and stuff to pull from but there's like a million of them (laughs) Well, there's two points to this. First of all, yeah, there's a million things they haven't touched yet, so just do that. But secondly, how about stop taking stuff? Just write a new story. 
Yeah. No one said you have to borrow from pre-done. It's like they've literally forgotten how to make a movie. They only understand how to build on things that are already thought of. That does kind of explain all the remakes. Yeah. Like they forgot. Oh, wait. These were original at one point. But then you have like freaking Frozen and then Frozen 2, right? And those that's an original Disney animated property. That wasn't Pixar. So someone over there knows how to do something. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's based on a fairy tale, but yeah, that's true. I've, I've largely I've, not. Yeah, I, I so I just realized though, you know what I want to see for Star Wars? What? Like, uh, like Tatooine Cheers. Oh, that would be really great. Or just it's the bar from the holiday special with B. Arthur there. I would I honestly it, watch that. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. I think it'd be kind of cool to get you know like a, those like really sappy Hallmark movies where there's like the dog. And they 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 get the dog and it and then they fall in love with the dog and then the dog dies at the end so you're sad. But to do that with like a Star Wars creature, and it's like set on like the Ewok land and like the Ewoks you know end up adopting some weird lizard monster thing and at first it's destroying the furniture and shitting on the on the couch and then uh, but it, it endears them to them and then maybe like there's a small reference to the battle of uh, I think it's Endor right where. They're like there's there's fighting and they're running and you see like an ATST walk by but they're like refugees they're not actually in the fight and then the, the their lizard monster has to die to save them or whatever and I don't know that could be the the concept anyways is very funny to me like I would appreciate if they would just have like a series of shorts that were just terrible concept one offs are isn't that the comic books no I mean like in film. No, 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 I know, it's just the show and shade of the comic books, which I don't even Then read. yes. <laughs> but I mean, like, they're doing a uh, a what-if thing for Marvel. Mm-hmm. And that looks pretty fun. If they did something on, like, if it was just, like, Tales from Around the Galaxy, and just, like, weird, uh, like, there should be, like, an office comedy where they just, like, sell droid sparperators. That'd be kind of cool, you know, like in the <laughs> just like parody The Office or something. I like honestly, I wouldn't mind some of these uh, if they just had fun with it. It because it, it it never ceases to amaze me just the things that exist that make the planet Earth like society work. Like I work on a company that screen prints labels for dishwashers. That's a, the bulk of what we do. And so taking that stupid little thing and applying it to Star Wars, which has all kinds of fantasy shit, all kinds of spaceships. And, and it's just like, what if there's a company that all they do is they make, like, the freaking joystick for X-Wings? What is it like working there? And you don't you don't need to do big stuff. It could just be like, that's the setting. Like, you could have so much fun with that. Yeah, the galaxy is supposed to be so big. And it just kills me every time they go back to Tatooine. I know. Because the whole Fuck point Tatooine. is that Tatooine's like literally the middle of nowhere and there's no reason to be there. Yeah, it sucks. No one likes to be there. And it's, yeah, you're, it's on the ass end of nowhere. It's ran by Jabba the fucking hut because no one else gives a shit to go save it from him. It's one of the things I liked about Hoth. I, like, Hoth actually felt like it was on the ass end of nowhere. There's this desolate, yeah. snowy shithole that no one would want to go to. And they don't go there in the movies, but it's like that'll come up in games where there's a level where you go to Hoth. And it's like, why? Like, there's literally no reason to go to Hoth. I think, what was it, the Nintendo 64 game that there's basically like a junk planet that they just take trash to? Yeah. 
Which doesn't make any sense because you could just throw it into a goddamn sun and at least it would be gone. But at the same time, then, if you have a planet full of trash, like, people are going to go see what trash they can find to turn into treasure. And that's really cool. Like, that, how has that not been a Star Wars movie where they're just on the junk planet the whole time? I would like to see that. It, it'd be really interesting if there's just, like, a really unassuming guy and then, like, he gets mixed up in some trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he saw something that he shouldn't have. Now that the gangs are after him, or I don't, know, I, I would like to see pod racing come back because I think that's really fun and there's a lot of good spectacle to it that doesn't involve like shooting. Like, like make a fucking racing movie. We had Ford vs Ferrari come out. Let's do that, but with Star Wars. Ah, uh, there's stuff to do, and they keep playing really safe. And that's the thing, like you said, like like oh, there's only so much we can adapt, and it's like there's. So, Star Wars is so fucking big. Like, we just ran off, like, 20 stupid ideas that could conceivably make movies or TV shows that I think would be fun to watch if it was written properly. You play to its strengths. Which is probably why there's so much goddamn Star Wars fan fiction. Yeah, I my first reaction after watching Rise of Skywalker was like, what are all the many changes I would have made? And it's like, I could take this energy and just write my own original universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't know, I can see, like, doing a short story just titled The Junk Planet and basically taking that concept but doing something original with it. What if you found a robot, but, like, in this universe, robots are illegal after the robot wars? That's actually kind of part of the plot to Jeff Lemire's Ascender. Well, Jeff Lemire, you have some splaining to do. Yeah, Jeff Lemire, but keep writing Ascender, it's very good. What if there was, like, an alien planet, but it was, like, gonna, like, explode or something? Or it's just, it's, like, the end of the whole world there. So they shot, um, their, their, their like, they had a baby, so they shoot the baby off into space. And then, um, that becomes Baby Yoda, and they don't sell merchandise and lose a lot of money. That'd be great. That reminds me of the Meg64 podcast, where like, I wonder how many people got fired because there wasn't any Baby Yoda merchandise for Christmas. Like how how did they miss that? It's fucking Disney. Well, I'll tell you how they missed it. Uh, there's so little interest in Star Wars that it wasn't worth printing. I guess it's hard to tell like what is and isn't going to explode. Their their the fingers not on the pulse. On, yeah, the, there are those... so many uh, Last Jedi action figures like still on clearance at Walmart. Oh really? That they did not. They pretty much didn't make Rise of Skywalker stuff. Like if it's like the week before Christmas and the the big Star Wars movies coming out, and it's like they practically didn't release toys for it. Wow. Um, the projections were not good. Even for like collectors and stuff. Yeah, the, I suppose you don't make a shitload for collectors because there's not that many of them. Well, no, the collectors are like the only ones doing it. Kids don't get Star Wars dolls. It's the adults that were like grown up on Star Wars buying it for their kids. Okay, that makes sense. In a Those really adults way. are the ones on Twitter going, a female lead? Not in my yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> and they're not buying the dolls anymore. What a weird time we live in. So I don't know. You know what they should have done when they saw that everyone loved Baby Yoda? Uh, sell an empty cardboard box that says you'll get a Baby Yoda doll next year. I don't... I don't, how, how would they keep track of that? Like, you'd have to give you, like, a serial number. Yeah, just like they did when A New Hope first came out. They did that with A New Hope? 
they literally had no idea it would catch on the way it did, and they could not print the toys in time for Christmas. So they said, hey, uh, parents, buy your kids this empty box with a certificate that promises they're getting the full set of Star Wars dolls next year. Huh. They, like, make it, turn it into a cute um, reference to this history. Here's a picture of it. It actually, like, folds out into, like, cardboard cutouts of what the action figures will be. Holy shit. I did not know this was a thing. This is crazy. So, yeah, that was literally, we have to make money. <laughs> we don't know how else to do it. So it was just buy this empty box, please. Um. So, hey, you know what? They messed up on the Baby Yoda. Turn it into a cute gimmick. You know, do yeah. put it in the retro Kenner advertising box. Um, turn it into a, a bit of a joke, and I can guarantee you people would have eaten that up. On a completely different note, apparently Maroon 5 is playing in St. Paul in August next year, and cheap tickets are like $70, and I'm just like, man, imagine yes. spending $70 to see Maroon 5. And then they go up to way more than that. This is, I think, the second-hand market, but Jesus, that's a... That's a hard pass. <laughs> Uh, I don't care for Maroon 5. Uh, their, their first album, like way, way long ago, like in 2001 or whatever, had some alright songs on it. Like It was a good like alt-rock album with a bit of like attitude. And then I think they they stopped doing that. Like the, the one like, This love is whatever, how that... Like, that's a decent song. I don't know how it goes. Um, I feel like everything I've heard from them recently is fairly aggravating. That's a good way to put it. I don't want to call it bad, because like, some people probably like it, and that's fine, but it just kind of gets on my nerves. Yeah, I know it's definitely just not for me. And that's fair. But also, go to Helmer in 5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Did you get anything good for Christmas? Well, there's the guitar. Um... My good friend Cameron guitar. sent me a box of C's chocolate. Yay, C's candy. chocolate. Did you like it? Yeah, I've had some of that. Joe had some. We still got most of it left. I'm going to eat it kind of slow, but that's some really good-ass candy. I really like it. Yeah, that's like that's like the gourmet candy. I told you it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I got new shoes. Ooh. Which is like kind of a dumb, like, dumb thing to be happy about, but I had my old pair for two years. And I was like, man, if I go like an extra month, I'll get to December and then I'll probably get a new pair of shoes for Christmas because I'm like, mom, I need a new pair of shoes. These are falling the fuck apart. <laughs> they hurt my feet. So finally got new shoes, which of course, because they're new, they gave me blisters already. So I have to like break them in before I, I like them. But yay, I have arch support again. It's great. <laughs> yay. Then someone gave me a, I got a gift card to Menards and I was like, awesome. I'm going to spend that motherfucker. Oh, I got these amazing hot sauces. Oh, cool. Um, Ghost pepper and blueberry. That sounds interesting. It I would never have thought to put those together. Is it good? It's super good. Um, but also this other one, it's a uh, Naga Jalokia pepper. I don't know what that is. So let me, let me bring this up. Um, so the Naga Jalokia is... Why won't it just have an answer? Google's awful today. Wow. 
Here it is. Okay. Uh, it's got a million Scovels. That seems like a lot. It's a lot. But it has a beautiful flavor. Cool. Like, I was literally just licking it. <laughs> like, Damn. I was sitting on the couch while we were opening presents, and I stopped opening presents and just kept licking this hot sauce and trying to process it. That's cool. Um, It was such a great sauce. I also got a book about spices and then a set oh, yeah? of spices from around the world. Oh, that sounds awesome. So I'm just going to have so much fun cooking. I got the Overwatch cookbook, which has recipes from around the world. Nice. So I'm going to go on a, a international excursion in my kitchen. I got a slow cooker. Oh. I don't cook a whole lot, but I'm excited to get like some recipes for that and just like, like, oh, I can turn this on, and when I come home, I have supper already Dude, ready. Dude, slow That's cookers cool. are the best. That's a really yeah. good way to make spaghetti. Really? I've never, never thought to do that. Um, Yeah, you slow cook a sauce with, like, garlic and stuff in it, and all the Ooh. herbs and stuff blend beautifully. That sounds awesome. And then you just put that over noodles or whatever. Cool. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, My dad wants to say thank you for introducing me to Coffee Bean, because he loves the coffee I got him. Good. I love coffee bean also. Yeah, the uh, I got some stuff from like Malaysia, and we we had that on Christmas Day, and that stuff was fucking awesome. And he like basically made a pot and drank it today on his day off. He <laughs> had like eight cups of coffee, which I did on Christmas Day to try and avoid a hangover. And I was so wired, I was up till like two in the morning, and I was just like, I want to go to bed so bad, but my body's just like, no, you must be awake. You had so much caffeine, so. Me and coffee are taking a somewhat of a break, because I feel like if I abuse a thing, I should just not go anywhere near it for a few days. Yeah, even though I did it. have a drink today, so that didn't work super well. Ah, uh, we're at an hour seven. I know there's a decent amount of of dead space to cut, but uh, I don't know if you want to do a glad space and then I don't play video games tonight or not. Well, yeah, we could do a glad space. Um. My glad space is actually a present I got for Richard. Oh, yeah? Yeah, um, I got him a copy of Suburban Sasquatch, which is the worst Bigfoot movie I've ever seen. I like how your gifts are like that, except the chocolate you gave me, which is great, but <laughs> you have you have such a, a wonderfully weird sense of humor and personality where you're just like, this is the worst thing ever, I'm going to get you this, and then we're going to have an experience together, and... At a certain point, having an experience is better than just, like, a package, right? Like, maybe that's why I like Cats so much. Where it's just like, this is... A, no other movies are like this this year. This is special. That Yeah, you could say that about Suburban Sasquatch. Um, this is one of those, like, backyard films. But the guy has, like, <laughs> this terrible sense of, like, how to do CGI. So, like, there's a there's a lady that's supposed to be a Native American that's, like, going to stop the Sasquatch demon. And every time she shoots an arrow, she has, like, she has her bow there, and she shoots a CGI arrow by, like, it just, like, launching out of the arrow. <laughs> oh, God. Like, she doesn't even, like, release anything. It's, like, she just has it, and when, the, when it's lined up right, it just, like, glides out at a slower speed than an arrow would go. There are so many things wrong with it. My favorite is they're trying to find, like, where'd the lady go? She, she got abducted. I bet she's in that cave. And so there's some rocks, and they shine a flashlight in the rocks. And there's, like, a paper printout of the set of the lady in there. Like, they filmed the lady inside the cave. But the inside the cave is a closet that had pla- 
uh, black uh, plastic bags. Oh, really? And so they have a printout of that scene printed out and like taped to the side of these rocks. And they go, look in there <laughs> while they're looking at this like 2D image. And then it cuts to a 3D rendering of low poly rocks. And like the camera's like sliding through the cave to get to this still image that's flat in 2D. And then it cuts to the scene they shot on the cave set. Damn. And it's just so... They, they put effort into it, but it's all, like, complete waste of energy. That's a really funny thing, right? Because, like, I'm thinking of, like, okay, if I had to film a scene like this, how would I do it? And the answer is not the way they did it, because that just seems like the worst way possible. They also do these weird things where, like, the, the Sasquatch can just teleport. Like, it'll fade away, and then just, like, fade back in and, and like, punch somebody. Or it'll hit somebody and their arms fly off. And it's not, and then it'll pick up the guy's arm and then throw it at someone else and that kills him in one shot. Now this is all layered do. on top of one sound bite. They had like a wave file of the guy going And so whenever the Sasquatch is on camera that sound just loops. Damn. While he's like beating someone with their own arm. So like this is just what made by some people having fun or what? I, it, I I mean they were certainly having fun. Um, I didn't watch it with Richard yesterday, but the the DVD came with a second disc of behind the scenes of how they made it. That that's where the real gems are. Yeah, I think Richard's gonna watch that and report back. Um, nice. It, it's like uh, the like and the Sasquatch has like a two foot dick. <laughs> what? That's also furry. Like the rest of the costume. I mean, it's weird. Dude, you buried the lead. Um. Well, it, it's not a plot point though. Like, <laughs> if there were like any jokes where they like point at it or you can see it clearly, it's it's almost like they forgot about it because it blends in with the fur. But then there'll be like one shot where you do a double take. Like, wait, did I just see that? And then you realize it's been there the whole time. Damn. I didn't mean to yawn. Uh. So, yeah, suburban Sasquatch. Cool. I'm trying to think what mine should be. I had a, I had a pretty good like week all in all, right? Like I feel like there's a lot of neat stuff that happened. Um, I think I think one of the really big, ah, fuck. What, I'm I'm super stoked to have the guitar. I don't want to go back to that, but like, it is like a really cool thing that I'll be undertaking in 2020 is like learning how to play an instrument for real and not using a, a fake one with my computer. Which is still neat, but it's not as cool. Like I like, I mean, I'm excited to to do this, and and a part of me wishes I had started, you know, many years ago and actually like took up the endeavor. Um, so I, I guess that's probably my plus. Also, like Jesus Christ, my brother bought me a guitar. Like he fucking didn't need to do that, and that was a nice gesture. Also, I got my dishwasher fixed. That's cool. It is cool. Glad about that. So those, some one of those, one of the other the audiences you pick. Which one am I most glad about? Oh, let me check my email here. Um, opinions are cheap it, at gmail dot com. It's got a cool Sasquatch costume, other than the dick. Uh, but like, I like the 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 mask. So the listeners wrote in and they said that they like the guitar more than your stupid oh, dishwasher. Cool. Well, you know what is? I don't have to do dishes by hand anymore, so it's not stupid. Well, that's for the listeners to decide. But our listeners are dumb. Yeah. They're not not dumb. Yay. 
Oh, Spunky, you feeling? You want to play some video games tonight? Uh, I don't know. Do you? I know Joe wants to. I wouldn't mind doing a little bit of Overwatch, I guess. Let's do some Overwatch, I guess. Okay. And remember, listeners at home, if you want to do some Overwatch, you guess also, that you can do that, I guess. Yeah. Yay. Oh, go to Steam and buy The Land of Glass. It's on sale. It's on sale on Itch.io, too. By the time this goes up, it should still be on sale on one of those two platforms. I don't remember which. Sweet. It, but it's only like $3. Itch.io. Oh, Itch is like, um, is that one of those like DRM-free ones? Yes. I'm getting really tired of Steam. Actually, I should probably log back in. Because the other day, someone was like, hey, if I get if I get a game on Itch.io, do I get a free Steam key? And I was like, well, it's not set up like that, but it's fucking christmas so if you want one just let me know i guess i don't give a shit <laughs> i'll know if you bought it or not no, not enough people buy my game where it's like i have to scroll forever to find your username it'll just <laughs> be the only one there but he never fucking bought it so <laughs> guess he doesn't want a free steam key for christmas oh well and speaking of oh well um i'm sorry for this episode it was awful because i'm very sleepy <laughs> yeah this is a weird one uh, hopefully editing will fix it. And if not, I don't know, just delete it. Who cares? Next week, we're going to have a much more fun subject. Are we? Because I don't have any idea. I think next week we should do one of those watch-alongs we haven't done in a while. Yeah, those are we're fun. We're going to watch the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I don't think that'll be out. It, it Yes, it is. We've had this conversation before. Are you before. talking about it? What? Yes. So tune in next week, everybody. What's... Are we, we, we going to watch Tamers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5? No. That's fan fiction. Okay, good. Bye. Bye.